0: Your confidence is only going to grow with your experience and then studying the rules and mechanics. And, and uh-huh. It's funny, when I asked Scott Foster one way to improve your signals, and, and he talked about the rule book, which is something I had never connected. And it makes total sense. If we have yeah. a total command of the rules, then we're going to go out there and project confidence and strength with our signals as well. You are listening to the Crown Rest Podcast, the... Audio experience for a basketball official. Officials. Official. Serve the game. Serve the game. Thank you so much for your continued support of the crown refs podcast since November of 2018. When we first started until now, the support from the referee community has been phenomenal. So we greatly appreciate that as we continue to serve the basketball officiating industry in 2020, we're excited to launch our new film review service called crown refs IPR. The individual performance report provides basketball officials with high quality instructional feedback on their game film. We do a full comprehensive review of your game in which we break down into these seven categories. Number one overview is a general summary and a brief evaluation of your overall performance and it provides a layout to best consume and process the report. Number two areas of strength identify the positives that stood out and highlight the parts of your game that catch the eye. You know it's so important to double down on the things you do well and we want to help you identify them so you can continue to hone them in and make them stronger. Number three, areas of growth and improvement will provide you with a great deal of value as we dissect and break your game down by focusing on the fine details. This is like taking your ref game to the doctor's office for a physical. You have to have an open mind and be your own worst critic to filter constructive feedback. Remember, our weaknesses are just opportunities to advance only if you want to improve. Number four, game notes is one of the signature features to this seven course meal. This is where we do a full game breakdown with timestamp plays that are loaded with instructional comments and questions only to help you grow. Go back and rewatch your game with the game notes as a guide and a reference point to help you better understand the feedback. Number six, video feedback. In addition to the written feedback we provided you, we also create and send you a personalized video recapping your game just for more clarity and context. This is the visual part of the report because some people are visual learners, some like to read, some are auditory learners, which why in the final portion of this report, number seven is a follow-up conference call. In addition to the written and video feedback, we will follow up with a call to further analyze and discuss both your game and your skill set as a referee. Be sure to come armed and ready with questions for this interactive coaching session. And if you're interested in being featured on the Crown Refs podcast, the audio experience for basketball officials, we will share the audio on a future episode. Some of the benefits of the IPR service is an improvement in play calling, the most important aspect of the game, your presentation of signals. We do a full mechanics check, your court presence, how you look on the court, your communication to help you better manage the game and support. We're officials supporting each other. That's been a pillar we've emphasized since day one and you've been supporting crown Rest. So this is an amazing opportunity for us to directly support you and work with you on a one-to-one basis. If you have anyone you know that you think would benefit from this service or perhaps even yourself. Please reach out to us on social or you can email at crownrefs at gmail.com for further details about the IPR service. Now on to podcast number 75, which features third year official Jack O'Brien from Shelby Township, Michigan. Jack is a 19 year old freshman student at Michigan State University. So he's way ahead of the curve at this age. This is the third IPR we did. So you're hearing sort of a recap from his game and some notable plays that we talked about. I hope you enjoy this format. Have a great rest of your season, serve the game. So you were able to take the IPR and then watch the film with it as a guide? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Correct. Yeah, I had it right side by side. So did, it was did good. Did you agree with most
0: of it? Was there anything that you disagreed with or had a question about?
1: I've been like like those like 10 one fours with the arm bars when they like drive when I'm from trail and then like I think I'm just like a second late on getting them and then like I'm putting myself in like That's right, right. But
0: because they because those hand checks in ten one fours, they almost need an immediate whistle. Yeah, if we don't call it within that one two seconds, and then we have a blow by where the play is now leaving us, going to somebody else, and then we put a whistle on it when when the offensive player has already made it past the torso of the defender.
1: That's basically what happened. I had an arm bar. He starts driving, and really, what I should have had was a ten one four. But I end up putting a, a shooting foul. And really, the contact was before. I kind of was just didn't process quick enough, I guess. Gotcha. he went right into the shot after he got by him. That's kind of what my whistle was. Okay.
0: What about, do you remember the dead ball officiating play that I highlighted?
1: Yeah, there's, there's our, yeah, it was it the one where I had a push and then they started chit chatting after?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, hey, you had a good call, you had a rebounding cleanup foul, you know, mm-hmm. the the rebounder grabs the ball, then gets bumped into a travel. So you had a whistle. Um, so I want to see you stop the clock there and then give a strong point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that's narrating to everybody. Okay. We're going that way. Obviously most people know what we have, but I think it just adds another layer of strength. Yeah. You know, another signal that's that we can absolutely use to where Mm -hmm. it's just going to show that strength and clarity. And you had that a couple times. Um, where I just wanted an extra point, even when yeah. you're you called a hit, going the other way. So I think it might have been a, like a loose ball and whatever you reported a hit, and then and then I think you pointed to the spot. Just report that yeah. hit and then finish.
1: All right. Yeah. Just add you that. Want that all the time or just kind of when you're going like all the way like down the court kind of deal when you're like going. Uh, I,
0: want it, I want it. I wanted on plays going that the other way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the rebounding foul there. Fist point. Uh-huh. You know just to finalize. There's no doubt about it, what we have. And then, and then also like reporting fouls when we're going the other way, you can also add another signal just to reemphasize what the call on the court was. Mm -hmm. I just think it looks super strong too. And it looks super confident.
1: Yeah, definitely on the rebounding I I know it was for like the hits and stuff do that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like very, we don't have a lot of hits going the other way. I mean, it could be, um. What? A, what? A, how else could we use it? Um. Hit going the other way. I mean, a push. Push going the other way. It doesn't really matter. You, a, as you start to to ref more games, I think that'll sink in when you can use it. Yeah. Um. It's just a, a a little extra tip for 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 a signal. Um. Mm. All right. So that that was good. You had a good good whistle there. Now, why didn't you stay on the spot? Why were you in such a rush to leave? Were you aware of the kind of back and forth uh, that you were having?
1: No, I think I just wasn't aware of it. It's kind of yeah. Maybe just need to slow down a little. Just have yeah. the five months to report, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That just comes comes down yeah, to slow down.
1: Need games experience. Might need something to, you know, go south before it clicks. Maybe. <laughs> just but, use this
0: as like a guideline. Anytime you have a whistle, just yeah. stopping the clock, and you're gonna wait like two or three seconds. You're gonna wait for your your partner to come replace you. You're going to wait for those existing players to kind of go back to their new spot, wherever that is, uh-huh. whether it's the free throw line or, you know, to head down court, but just hang yeah. out. Don't be in like a rush to leave. You said it best. You just got to slow down.
1: Yeah. You know, just, just. I know. Yeah. I always do that. Like, I know like bodies on the ground, I always stick around, but probably even like any foul, just holding it and sticking mm-hmm. an extra or two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you, I think you're you move at a pretty slow pace for, for your age and and slow meaning like a com- a compliment, not like you are yeah. slow, but like I liked your tempo. I just think mm-hmm. we all can slow down even more. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially on those tough whistles, on those tough plays where there's a couple extra layers to them. Just mm-hmm. don't be in a rush. That's it. Yeah. Um, so what happened on that play? Did we issue a double tech or no?
1: Uh, on the push. No. The, um, the, the two team.
0: players drawing back and forth. Yeah. There. Yeah.
1: All right. So that was basically i didn't give the double attack that one kid that i gave it to uh was kind of an issue all game he was the one who was uh chatting after the push too um then he basically he got an and one and then just stood over and clapped on him so i mean like he once he makes that like outward gesture i thought that was enough um what i didn't like about that call was uh that actually ended up, like, I thought the T the was deserving, but I wasn't aware that I was giving him his fifth, just, like, the philosophy of that was his fifth file, so he was out of the game. I would have liked to at least had, like, the awareness of knowing that I was doing that. I thought the T was warranted though, but I, didn't, I, I gave it to him and then realized, like, uh, my partners came up to me and they were like, all right, well, he just made the A and one. Wasn't even processing that yet. You know, I just gave it to him. So...
0: But you would have given it anyway. But you're yeah. just saying you would. You want the information on hand. Yeah, I would have
1: liked not. to know as I was giving it. That's good. The situation because that was one of their better players too. So especially knowing his foul count, I should have known. I still would have gave it, but I should have had that awareness.
0: No, I, you're absolutely right to to understand. You know where we are with the fouls, both team fouls and player fouls. But I will say, um, I think that's becoming less and less important. Is knowing which players have how many fouls because film has kind of eliminated us being able to have wiggle room with you know like deciding when to put a foul on Uh something like just the more film is the more exposure is the more we need to call it by the book pretty much yeah you know so don't let so what i'm saying is don't let you know knowing that he has his fourth foul don't let that stop you from putting the fifth foul on him if there's a legal contact don't even be emotional about it that's on him Just going to take a quick 30-second timeout from the podcast to bring you a word from our sponsor, Mr. Mike Ori from Neat Tucks. Thanks, Mike.
1: The Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by Neat Tucks, the best way to keep your shirt or uniform tucked. We as basketball officials have enough to think about during the game. If you're looking for that clean, professional-looking uniform shirt, that NBA, WNBA, Olympic, D1 look, Go to neattucks. and order yours today. Neat Tucks and Crown Refs serving the game.
0: What else we got? There was a play where you were lead.
1: Yeah, um, I know I
0: drive. Yeah, tell me yeah. about that play. Two
1: plays that were like watching film. I was like, uh, like could have killed me. <laughs> um, I've
0: been there.
1: Yeah, so that I know you're talking about towards the end of the game, uh, baseline drive my eyes were on the drive coming from the arc corner of the court, and I was with him. Secondary defender slides up. Luckily, like you said, he my trail didn't really have a cadence whistle, but, like, I'm just glad he had. I don't really care at that point. I would. I, I did not... I was not looking at the secondary defender, so I would have had just a, a guess if, like, even if I had a whistle. You know, it probably would have just shocked me. So, uh, what oh, yeah. I was thinking... Oh, if... If I had a whistle, I probably just went, like, block, you know, just, I feel like a safer one when you're guessing. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I'm usually, like, people say, like, uh, ball watching is one of, like, the harder things. I'm usually, like, think to myself, like, I'm pretty good with, you know, staying where I'm supposed to be. But then, like, you know, that was one of the most important points of the game, and I wasn't where I was supposed to be. So that was a little eye-opening. Yeah, like
0: you, know, you said, ball watching. I, I kind of liken it to two categories, like ball glancing. We have to glance and see where the ball uh-huh. is, no doubt about it. And yeah. then ball staring. People stare at the ball. So yeah. when you're watching film and you're looking at plays that you think, you know, you might, you might have, you wanted a different decision on, also look where your eyes were. And that's the one thing I noticed after I rewound that play and said, why didn't he have a whistle? I just looked right at your eyes and you're yeah. referee you're refereeing that, that on-ball matchup. But then you're not you're not turning your head once that that blow by happens to pick up that secondary. Yep. And as you move up and, and do college and then work with the restricted arc, you're, you're going to have to do that even more. It's like yep. as soon as soon as that drive happens or even reposition yourself to where you have you know, all those players within your periphery. Yep. So you might have to take another step wide or uh-huh. another step back. To be able to accept and open up your shoulders and see the drive and the offensive player and then that new defender and then decide if he's legal before the contact happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I don't even. That might have been like the first time I've seen a play like that because it was a little more complicated. Because like, it was like right to my left, drives by him, and I'm like staying with that defender who's like you know, technically is in my primary, but I still have to secondary defender would be my yeah. first defender. I'm not going to stay with the drive guy
0: yeah no I mean that's happened to me where you are just watching the ball and then boom contact happens and you're like oh you're you're confused you're surprised and that's yeah. one thing we talk about in the pregame is don't be surprised by anything uh-huh so it just gets you remember Al's podcast where he was talking about refing the defender eighty2 uh-huh. 70-30 you know you just we just got to focus on the defense there because
1: yeah and that's something I never heard either like when he was talking about this like triple threats and like really focusing on the offensive player. Mm-hmm. I've, never, I've always just been like defense, defense, because that's all you really hear, you
0: know? Right, right. That, that was, that's why it was cool to have that podcast talking about sequencing so once we can uh, kind of recognize the start of a play yeah. and build some guidelines on top of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good stuff.
0: Yeah. So another thing with your signals, I think you have a good foundation of signals. I just think you got to practice a little bit more. Do you practice like in front of the mirror Yeah. Mm. Okay, good. I mean, I have,
1: I probably do it more for sure. Uh, Even looking at film, it's not, you know, where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, right now, you know, I passed the eye test. But, like, again, if I want to move up, it's going to be the smaller details that are going to. Yeah,
0: yeah. so just a couple of things, like stopping the clock, let's focus on having a straight hand up. A couple Uh of times it was a little bent. Yeah. I think the higher up, the straighter up, the more confident, the more solid it looks. Also, your fingers. Make sure we close them, because this yep. is actually a women's mechanic. Is to stop the clock, and I don't think that's what you're going for. I just didn't. No, just, no yeah, what I don't uh, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I never heard when that. We
0: can, yeah. oh. When we can like tighten up our hands and our fingers and our in our body, it, it just looks sharper. So, yeah. um, chop those fingers when you have them, you know, in the stop clock. Also, when you're pointing, make sure not to have any fingers out besides the Yeah,
1: wingers. I saw that. I gave like uh, one of these one <laughs> time. <good> <laughs> I know, I know. Um,
0: what else do we have? You know, and, and also, your, your, your confidence is only going to grow with your experience and then studying the rules and mechanics. And, and uh-huh. It's funny, when I asked Scott Foster one way to improve your signals, and, and he talked about the rule book, which is something I had never connected. And it makes total sense. If we have yeah. a total command of the rules, then we're going to go out there and project confidence and strength with our signals as well.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense.
0: I got one. Um, you're in a rush to rotate a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like right. really quick. You're just,
1: like, <laughs> you're just shooting over a couple times. Yeah. That'd be a good question. So what, what's your philosophy with rotating? I know my first halves, a lot of the time, I'm like a little jittery you know i Mm -hmm. and like i said i think experience will help me calm down you know this is my first season of varsity so like i'm always like crazy butterflies before the game and Uh stuff (laughs) totally get it what's your like i'm i've heard people say like uh rotating over with like high screens if there's post play it's like automatic uh i've heard other people say like just look at numbers um Kind of like, what's your philosophy? With it? I actually, heard You said you don't like rotating that much, right?
0: Well, I didn't say I don't like it. I just, I don't actually rotate that much because I'm not in a rush to get over. Um, it's all about being comfortable and having an open look on the play. So uh-huh. ball comes down, right? Uh, the lead is going to be ball line to start. Okay. If, if the ball crosses over the basket line, we're going to close down to the B position. We're always going to be in line with the ball on strong side. Okay, mm-hmm. Once it crosses over, just give it a second. Yep. You're not giving it a second. You're, you're rotating as soon as the ball crosses the basketball yeah. line.
1: And like, I just I want you, thought you to... I was, like sprinting over. I was jumping. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and you might see some official sprint over. I generally don't run over. It's a brisk speed walk over.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I, I don't know. I just don't feel the need to run over. Not to say there won't be some times where you might have to do a yeah, little giddy like... up over. I don't know. I just think Oops. generally speaking, we were, we're just too quick. Like, I don't know, running over. Cause it could mess up a rotation for the new C as well. Yeah. You know, sliding down, he may not pick it up because you were too quick. So just going back, you know, once it goes across the basket line, just survey it, get a feel for it, get a sense to what they're doing. If they're setting up a screen roll to come back to the middle, then a rotation, you know, is unnecessary right there. Mm-hmm. Same thing if the team's in a zone and they're about to reverse it. If it settles, then you go. If yeah. It goes to the corner for a second or two, <clears throat> then you go. If you see a post matchup that starts on your side and then they're going over to go to the post, then just rotate over there with them. All right. um, if the ball is in the post on the other side, you know, you got to kind of pick your spots if you're going to rotate because the offensive player might be turning in towards the paint Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be going the opposite way. So sometimes when the ball has already entered the post, it might be too late. That's just, you know, it's based on feel. A lot of the rotations are just based on feel for the play and and where, you know, where the ball's going. So um, just, just, just slow it down. Like you said before, same thing with the, uh, you know, that dead ball play we talked about just slowing down, Mm -hmm. not being in a rush to over rotate because Got to have confidence too that the C can ref two or three players.
1: I think anyone, like beginning and end of the season, like this would be good for anyone. You know, just making sure everything's great, especially the beginning. You know, just get the small stuff, get it out of the way, getting your set of eyes on it. And someone's experience it was definitely good for me being new. I could use it every yeah. game.
0: <laughs> nah, no, appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah. you having the trust in me to you know to review it. And especially too, because you're a freshman in college. I mean, that's uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, you know, if you stay on the path, you stay hungry, you stay humble. You probably sky's the limit for you.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely I'm into it. I got good people around me, so. Mhm. That's good. <laughs> in good hands. And
0: the and the content has obviously helped you, right, to get to this yeah. point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Like between my mentors here, your content that's free, I mean, it's been. Made think, I think it's a lot easier to get better quick now than it was. Yeah,
0: you know, so. yeah there's no excuse anymore to not uh-huh. to not accelerate your growth based on technology. Hit me up yeah. anytime with questions too. I want to yeah. be able to still be in contact with you if you want to send me plays. I'm all yours. All right. All
1: right. Sounds good. All right, brother, Bye, brother. Take care. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast and for your continued support of Crown Refs. I hope you have a great rest of your season.